Welcome to Essential Conversations. I'm your host, Rebecca Mears, with my co-host, Luca Halix. It's been a while since we recorded a new show where we were just talking about a topic, but we are ready for you this week. After all of the preparation that we had for Fundrive, now we're here and um, there's something I read the other day that I have not yet shared with Luca. I'm going to share it to you listeners and Luca at the same time for the first time today. And... When I came across it, I thought, hmm, this feels very true for me right now, but perhaps not in the aspect that it's directly talking about, but let's explore it. So with no further ado, I would like to read for you a little thing that's called Run the Dishwasher Twice. When I was at one of my lowest mental points in life, I couldn't get out of bed some days. I had no energy or motivation and was barely getting by. I had therapy once per week, And on this particular week, I didn't have much to bring to the session. He asked how my week was, and I really had nothing to say. What are you struggling with? He asked. I gestured around me and said, I don't know, man, life. Not satisfied with my answer, he said, no, what exactly are you worried about right now? What feels overwhelming? When you go home after this session, what issue will be staring at you? I knew the answer, but it was so ridiculous that I didn't want to say it. I wanted to have something more substantial, something more profound, but I didn't. So I told him, honestly, the dishes. It's stupid, I know, but the more I look at them, the more I can't do them because I'll have to scrub them before I put them in the dishwasher because the dishwasher sucks and I just can't stand and scrub the dishes. I felt like an idiot even saying it. What kind of grown woman is undone by a stack of dishes? There are people out there with actual problems and I'm whining to my therapist about dishes. But he nodded in understanding and then said, run the dishwasher twice. I began to tell him that you're not supposed to, but he stopped me. Why the heck are you supposed to? If you don't want to scrub the dishes and your dishwasher sucks, run it twice. Run it three times. Who cares? Rules do not exist. It blew my mind in a way that I don't think I can properly express. That day, I went home and tossed my smelly dishes haphazardly into the dishwasher and ran it three times. I felt like I had conquered a dragon. The next day, I took a shower lying down. A few days later, I folded my laundry and put them wherever the frick they fit. There were no longer arbitrary rules I had to follow, and it gave me the freedom to make accomplishments again. Now that I'm in a healthier place, I rinse off my dishes and put them in the dishwasher properly. I shower standing up. I sort my laundry. But at a time when living was a struggle instead of a blessing, I learned an incredibly important lesson. There are no rules. Run the dishwasher twice. Or three or three times. You can wash. Do you, throw, you can wash. You run the dishwasher as many times as you want. I did. A, I was running a workshop once um, and it was about. Um, it was about conflict facilitation. And there was a woman in the group who kind of um, shamefacedly admitted 
that she had gone three weeks once. I think it was three weeks, three weeks or a month without washing any dishes. And they were all stacked up in her sink. The kitchen looked like a bomb had hit. She wasn't washing clothes and she wasn't even taking showers. She just, she was in a dark place and she'd just given up. And she said that one of the most profound things that she learned from that was that the world didn't come to an end. (laughs) Right? (laughs) You know, I mean, eventually she got around to her dishes and... And eventually she couldn't stand the smell of herself and she took a shower. But, but sometimes we, there's, there's, there's benefit in just breaking the rules. Yep. In knowing that we, that we can, if we, if we want to, we can. I, I, I mean, I was thinking that about, I was standing in front of my recycling the other day. And there, I had something, I had a jar in my hand that had stuff in it that had gone moldy in the fridge. And I did not want to touch this moldy stuff that was in the jar. But I felt that I couldn't just put the jar in the garbage can because it would end up in the dump and the glass could be recycled. And I stood there and for about 10 minutes debating (laughs) myself about what I was going to do with this jar. And so eventually I took it out to the compost and I turned it upside down and I shook it. And then I put the dirty glass jar in the recycling. But I was, I came back into the house and I thought, what are you doing spending all this time debating over a glass jar? Like 99.999% of the time, I am completely responsible when it comes to recycling and, and not putting the things in the garbage that can't decompose. And, and I, I will read the fine print to find out whether it's the right kind of plastic to go in the recycling. But every once in a while, I have to just say, to hell with it. If I break the rules, I break the rules. I love the, the, the underlying point here, which is when, when you don't have your full playing deck, physical energy, mental capacity, whatever else is going on for you, the absolution of these requirements that you can give yourself you're the one who gave yourself these rules sure you probably heard them from 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 somewhere else or there's general guidelines that we are asked to follow by societal societal norms or city bylaws etc and if generally speaking we do our best and there are times when therefore we don't have to do our best. That's the whole point of the phrase is that we do our best. Sometimes we're not our best. Do you remember, um, oh, what is his name now? I have his book somewhere. The Four Agreements. The Four Agreements. Oh, yeah. Blanking on his name. I'll have to look that up. But one of them is to always do your best, but it's explicitly a part of this principle is that you acknowledge you, your best fluctuates and that you, you give what you've got in that moment. And it's, it's the acknowledging to yourself that you contribute what you have rather than withholding something that you have. But that is entirely different from trying to give something you don't have. 
which borrows from your core, borrows from tomorrow. It reduces something significant, your access to whatever it is that you want to be accessing. It's more harmful for yourself and can create more problems because if you're overstretched and overbalanced trying to do a thing that normally should feel norm, like within your capacity, normally should feel normal, um, <laughs> we run the risk. Have you ever, have you ever had to, I know you have, Luca. I mean, how do we reach this many years and not have this happen? But Luca, can you recall some time when in your past you, you forced yourself to have a really significant conversation with a friend or a family member, but you really weren't in the, in the best state, but you were like, I have to address this soon because it's what's appropriate. And then we open up this can of worms and we are not prepared for the can of worms. We do not have our biohazard suit on. We do not have the resources to navigate it. And it's like, all that happens is the worms end up over all of us. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a divine timing thing to this that isn't always um, governed by logic. And I, I think part of what happens for me is around judgment, that, that I have these judgments of myself that there's a standard um, and often an unrealistic standard that's so much higher than anybody else would expect of me mm -hmm. that I'm expecting myself to meet all the time. And if I feel like I haven't met it, I, I go to town on myself. Really? Like, <laughs> if, if I were, if somebody else were doing that to themselves, I would, I would call them out for being really mean to themselves. Very <laughs> But, but I feel perfectly justified doing that to myself. Like if I go to bed at night without having brushed my teeth, like I'm convinced <laughs> that all my teeth are all out of my head by morning, you know? And I, and I have to stop and say to myself, it's once, right? It's, yeah. it, it, I, it, I'm not going to, I'm not going to die. And this, I, I got, I have to wonder why do I have this? And, and why do so many of us have this, unrealistic standard for ourselves that that is a a 99.9 percent .9 of the time thing that um I, I often think about how when I'm feeling particularly judgmental about myself or somebody else I and especially when I'm looking back on something that um we were doing the best we could at the time with what we had and what we knew and, and that's the best that we can do. If we can honestly say that we were doing our best, whatever that best was, um, and, and adjusting it, because sometimes my best is like, I got it, I got it so far up there in the stratosphere that I, I can't even catch the string on the bottom of it, you know? It's crazy. Yeah. So when, when you were reading this today, mm -hmm. and, and what, what did it, what bell did it ring inside you? I found myself, well, uh, until about a week ago, but still, I'm still in the process of it. I, I realized I was, I was seriously scraping the bottom of my bucket again. And I've been scraping the bottom of the bucket for a good couple of months. And it's like, I take a little break and I put a little bit in there. And then I just sort of start off like I'm full, like I'm a full tank again. And then, of course, not very long later, I discover, you know, if it's a lot of stress and there has been a lot of pressures, a lot of things pulling on me, 
then uh, I'm suddenly I'm empty again. So I've been very depleted and knowing it, but I'd held some boundaries. And so I was starting to recover over the last while. But I noticed that even though I was feeling generally better, I had zero motivation and ambition to do things that should be pretty normal stuff in my like, say, housework even or or worky work stuff where there's tasks and it's just, you know, that feeling of this, this should be something that's well within the scope of what I should do today, but I'm just looking at it and I'm feeling, Oh, like I've got this mountain in front of me. And, and it's me that's telling myself, well, maybe I do have the need. It has to happen today too. There can be some of that as well, but it's just like, ah, man. And usually I think my usual approach for conquering these mountains is I'll do the hardest part first because then I get to coast and relax a little bit while I do the easier part. That's my general way of life. I will tackle the hardest thing. I will eat the most disgusting thing first. I will do the hardest conversation or whatever. I just want to get it out of the way. And then from there, I know I'm smooth sailing, but I just could not summon up the energy to do that this time. And instead I was doing a practice of, okay, what's the easiest smallest part of this thing that you could just sort of do in five minutes so I'm like well okay um I'm gonna move this thing over here because then it's in the room where I need to do the thing with it later and I would feel so lame doing that like I'd move it over and I'd just be like oh my god Rebecca this is ridiculous but then I'd let myself go I'd have a cup of tea I'd do something else And then I'd be like, okay, what's the next easiest thing that you could do? Maybe it's not the normal thing that would be in in the series of things the way that you would do it, but what's the next easiest thing? And I'd do the next easiest thing. And I'd start pep talking myself of, look, see, you you did those easy things. You're now one third of the way through. Isn't that great? Go have another cup of coffee. You know? (laughs) It's just before we started the show, um, reading a, a novel about a guy who's suffering from PTSD and he goes to his, his psychiatrist, psychologist, I think. And the psychologist is a cognitive behavioral therapist. And, and this guy says to him, you don't, when, when you're having a down day, you don't have to start with the biggest thing that's on your plate. You, when, when everything feels impossible, look around for the smallest thing that feels manageable. And even, even the first step of the smallest thing that, but something that's easier for you so that you can do it and have, and feel a sense of accomplishment Yeah. before you attack the next thing. Yeah. And to just allow it to just be that this is where I'm feeling like, this is where my internal voice, I'm in charge of that voice. I'm sorry, but sometimes that, that, that voice is talking to me like it's the boss and I am going to disappoint my boss if I don't follow and listen to this, this voice inside that is actually me. And thank you very much. But my higher whatever gets to overrule it sometimes to say, F it, have the ice cream kind of thing. You know, it's like, <laughs> do, it's okay to do a small thing and to rest. And I feel like this is so good for us to check in on right now when we are how many months into the pandemic we are weary we are weary yeah Luke is counting on her fingers like eight and a half months into yeah. this we yep. are 
Yeah. Something and that's, we, a, that's a long time. It's, it, have you heard the whole um, uh, thing that we, we used to talk about this in this, the world of stress, that there's the big roaring tigers and there's the insidious mosquitoes, <laughs> right? And the big roaring tiger is actually in some ways easier for us to deal with because we have this massive rush of adrenaline and we, and we go charging out there and, and we either outrun the, the tiger or we, you know, we defend ourselves and then, and then it's done. But the insidious mosquitoes, they creep up on us and, and one day, one mosquito will push us over the edge <laughs> As, because it's been it's like Chinese water torture. It's been dripping on us. And so we've been dripped on now for eight and a half months. And our resources are feeling a bit thin. Yeah. Um, and we haven't had I mean, it takes a lot of extra energy to deal with just altering all of our regular patterns. That never mind any any crises like losing your job or not being able to make your mortgage payments or or not having your kids be able to go to school, but the, but just having to alter how you go grocery shopping, everything now is requiring that we think differently about it. And I think that eventually we will settle into a, a new normal, even if it's just a normal for dealing with a pandemic. Um, but. But we, but we're not quite there yet, and so everything has been requiring this extra outlay of of energy, of brain power. We can't do anything so much on remote control right now. Mm -hmm. So, so that means that it all takes a few calories extra energy to do everything. Yeah, and when you start adding all of that up, that really starts to take its toll. And I've noticed that people are getting. Um, short-tempered with one another mm -hmm. there's that we have less we have less reserves for dealing with everything so we're we're getting we're go, we're getting short and sharp and testy um, which which is a kind of erosion of the fabric of our social community um, because we don't have the reserves that we used to have for being able to tolerate um, other people's peccadilloes and and um, the 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 mistakes that we're all making at the moment because we're overtired or because we're stressed or because we're whatever we are. So I I I like this. We were we were choosing our songs for today. So we were listening to a whole bunch of songs around this whole idea of enough and what's what's enough and when is it okay to be not enough. Mm -hmm. um, how do we give ourselves permission to do that? And I'm thinking now might be a great time for our first song. Um, wh which one do you figure we should go with first? Let's do The Empty Bottle by Ingrid Michaelson. Um, and I like the point that she's coming home to in this song, which is you're still you. And I think this is a big part of the angst that we are experiencing right now is we've, we've lost some of the things that are our regular ways of being in the world that are not just ways of being, it's not just uncomfortable to change it. It's also how we express who we are. It's the things that we've yeah. loved, we've created into a routine because it's enjoyable and it's, it, it taps into the things that we love and the things we want to experience. And we're, we're being 
unable to do that for so many different reasons. It could be financially, it could be because of COVID, the and movements, our movements are curtailed. It could be we cannot see people the way that we normally do, which being with our friends or even strangers can help to reflect back on ourselves that sense of self. And when we're just a, more isolated, we really lose that sense of self. And especially so if we're in the dumps, if we're feeling like, feeling like we can't even do the regular things around our house or for work that we would normally do, then it's like, who even am I anymore? So let's take a listen to Ingrid Michelson's Empty Bottle and we'll come back and we'll share more about this concept of showing up with what you've got. Look at yourself. Are you sad? Are you Each other's tools 
Welcome back to Essential Conversations. That was Ingrid Michaelson singing. What was she singing? She was singing Empty Bottle. (laughs) My head was an empty head for a second there. You're listening to Essential Conversations with Rebecca and Luca. Um, Before we dive back in, I'd like to take a minute to acknowledge that we are living, broadcasting, working, being from the unceded ancestral territories of the Squamish, the Tsleil-Waututh, the Coquitlam, and the Musqueam. We take time to remember that every week because it's an important grounding. It's an important orientation that unless we do it, we're not remembering, and especially as settlers who don't have the ancestral roots to this land, um, we forget who we are very easily, which is what we were just talking about <laughs> and what that song was acknowledging. Um, I That was the first time I listened to that song the full way through. We can pick songs just based on theme and then we, <laughs> then we discover more as we listen to them. I really like where she ended up on that where she was talking about it sounded like reinventing herself and you know what what will I be now this or that or something in between what I hear there is a permission to redefine myself who is COVID Rebecca what does this month require from me or what am I allowing for myself this month even this week, even this day, without it needing to define me forever. But that equips me with the courage and the stamina to know that I'm showing up with what I've got right now. There was a, there was a lovely line in there where she said, you're still you. Yeah. And, and there's so many facets to us. And I think that it's easy to get um stuck in the rut of or fixated on a particular way of being or or maybe even a particular facade that we present to the world of I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of us are not so fine right now. And and there's a not only a, a permission to redefine ourselves, but a, even permission to redefine what enough is. Yeah. Like what what is enough? What is enough effort? What is enough um, looking after other people? Um, what What is enough for me today? Mm-hmm. When do I say I'm done for mm-hmm. today? Um, even if it's at nine o'clock in the morning. Um, and, and there's another line in there about floating on the breeze, mm-hmm. um, which is, a, I mean, the breeze, we talk about a breeze being able to take us in, sometimes I watch a leaf coming down out of a tree and, and it, and it floats on the breeze. It's, it's light. So it, it, and the, the, the wind in the fall, especially can be sort of whirly um, and it, and it, and it can take it anywhere. And I think sometimes it's good to remember that we can take ourselves anywhere. Yeah. And especially in our imagination. I mean, I'm, I'm confined to barracks at the moment we've been um we've been issued with a strong suggestion from our provincial government about um staying as isolated as we can um for the next two weeks and we've well we've done a week of that now so now we're into week two but but my imagination isn't confined to barracks my imagination can go anywhere 
Um, and songs, listening to songs when we choose songs for our shows reminds me of that too. That that if if I plug a different word in and go searching, I will come up with different songs and songs that are maybe way out of the normal genres that I listen to or the, the normal um, artists that I listen to and discover something new that might feed me for the moment. And I had not um, ever listened to either, either of the artists that we've chosen today. Um, but, but I feel connected by the theme. Yeah. Uh, there was another line that, that, hook, that hooks in directly with what you just said in that last song where she was talking about uh, go exploring foreign lands in your mind. Yes. And I thought, yeah. oh my gosh, is that not perfect for right now? We, we are, many of us explorers at heart, we do like to go and experience new things, new places, new people, new ideas, new, new everything, new foods, whatever. Yeah. But it's, well, when, we are, when we are curtailed as we are right now for our safety, for the safety of our fellow humans, the idea of exploring foreign lands in our own mind, thats that was a delicious way of phrasing it. There was, a, there was a, an author when I was a child, an English author, um, whose name, she's dead now, but her, her name was Enid Blyton. And she wrote oh, I remember a series you. of books about um, faraway lands. And they were at the, at the top of this enchanted tree and you could go up through the clouds at the top of this tree and there were these rotating lands that were at the top and you would you would come up sort of through this hole into this land and explore it and then you had to make sure that that when you came back through again you came back through into that tree because otherwise we weren't going to get home but they had all these adventures up there and i was i was always fascinated by that idea of this enchanted tree and each level you went up the tree had a different had different fruits growing on it mm. and different people living all the way up the tree um and some of the fruits weren't fruits they were candy and <laughs> it was just i it, it 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 appealed to my sense of what was possible if you kind of went through the looking glass like Alice in Wonderland did you know yeah yeah, yeah. um Children's books lead us to, to that. Mm -hmm. um, and I always like to remember that children's books are written by adults. Right. Yes, they are. And children's books are explicitly, they need to engage through play, through activating that playful, both practical and imaginative parts of, of a child's brain for the purposes of, of either entertainment or learning, but usually both combined. Yeah. We don't often approach our own things that way as an adult, but hot damn, are they ever more fun when we do? Yeah. Yeah. And I think we learn better through fun than through chastisement. And we do. And this voice inside of us is such a downer. It is such a man. I would not want to hang out with my inner voice ever if it was embodied as a human. Like, get I would out of here. I would not invite it to a party. No. It would be, it would be a black cloud to invite. To exactly. A party. You're also not allowed to my celebrations, you know, everybody or, or to or to my work even, because you're just gonna be a taskmaster and I'll just tell you yeah. to F off. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I have well, another thought around our, our, encur- our encouragement to ourselves, but also to everyone who's listening today to show up with what they've got and to allow it to be good enough with the knowledge that this is not defining you forever, but this is what you got today. And by showing up with that little bit and moving a little bit of something, that this might actually be a rebellious act, a very courageous act, because what's more courageous than showing up half-assed? <laughs> when you know other people know what it looks like when you're full on, it takes a lot of courage to show up with that rather than not show up at all. But it's the not showing up at all that doesn't allow things to keep moving. I think it's also, it's, a, it's an act of courage, an act of bravery, and also an act of intimacy to show up exactly the way I am and not always put my, my brave face on. Yeah. Allows other people to see me the way I really am, which allows them to show up the way they really are. Yeah. And, and remove these expectations that everyone be perfect. I see this a lot in, in Hollywood. This, this, I, we, we take people and we, we create icons out of them and we put them so high up on a pedestal that they, they can't be real. We're not, we're not acknowledging their humanity. And then, and then we haul them down off the pedestal mm-hmm. and, and criticize them and lambaste them for being, for being human. When they never claimed they weren't human in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and I really, I love this idea of having, enough compassion for ourselves to be human. That doesn't mean making excuses for poor behavior, being cruel to someone else. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about showing up with the best you've got at the moment. And being honest about flaws. There is something absolutely disarming when you show up and you're just like, I know this is kind of broken, but I'm bringing it and here I am, rather than just not. just today, a, a dear friend that I haven't seen in a while and somebody who I, 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 w- I perceive her as this titan of a woman, so powerful, so competent, so compassionate, so giving, so, so with it, managing. It doesn't mean that things are you know, always running smoothly around her, but she just seems to be on it. And today she, she shared a vulnerable side of herself with me that I had no idea existed. I did not need to know details, but she was basically telling me that COVID made her stop and she's never been still like that before. And that in that stillness, all this grief that she had had no idea that she was carrying showed up and demanded to be processed now. And I was just a bit agog thinking that this incredibly powerful woman would be reduced to that state. But at the same time, I I see myself in that. I have been there. I've gone through that. And I've had other people say to me, Rebecca, you can't, you can't go there. If you go there, you go to that dark place, then we're all going to lose hope because you're the one who's always, I don't know, at the lead shouting the encouraging things. And it's like, you know what? I'm allowed to have bad days too. Um, You're allowed to feel sad. That song said, you're allowed to feel sad. (laughs) It's you know? okay. It's okay. okay. And we won't stay there forever. That's we don't. 
stay there forever. You know what? We're more likely to get stuck in it if we don't acknowledge it in the first place. Totally. You know, Luca and I, we actually put this in practice tonight. We decided, we figured out this topic, but we were both so exhausted. At our usual, we have a regular time for meeting every week and for recording. But when it came to that time, we were both failing and flagging. And we had our idea and we decided that we would try to embody our idea by giving ourselves permission not to require ourselves to stick to our normal recording time, but to take off a few hours and to come back. We're both night owls. Luca, I know you're very productive into the evening. I'm not usually using my night owlness to be productive, but I can do more of that. And I, I said to myself tonight, you know, I might bank, bounce back. I often do when I hit about 9 p.m. and I've had some food and I've had a rest and I just laid everything down for a bit, I tend to perk back up. And that's exactly what happened. But I'll tell you what, at 7.30, I didn't think it was going to. Coming to 8 o'clock, I'm like, mm, but I still have an hour. And then by 8.30, it was like, bing! I was doing much, much better. So we often think it's going to take a lot longer to bounce back then perhaps it would if we sincerely give ourselves permission to lay it down. I think one of the things that COVID is doing for us is it's forcing us because we're, we're juggled out of our regular routines. It's forcing us to um, re-examine what it is that we need in the way of self-care. Yeah. And um, when a, a, a psychotherapist with whom I used to do some work who I um, I admire his work a lot. He was, he was talking about the Charter of Human Rights and, and how many of us actually um, take the time to consider whether we are honoring our own human rights on the most um, mundane level. Like when your body says, I'm thirsty, do you stop and have some water? Um, when your body says, I'm, I'm flagging, do, do we allow ourselves to pause, to rest? And I find this a lot when I, when I go downtown for the day. And I think, well, I'll, I'll grab myself something to eat while I'm out. And then I go looking for, do I want to go into that place? And I think, no, that doesn't feel right. Or do I want to go into that place? And I think, no, that looks, the lineup in there is too long. And the time ticks by. And before I know it, it's four o'clock in the afternoon and I haven't had any lunch and I'm starting to fade. And then I think, well, now I might as well just go home. So I get home and it's, it's now five o'clock and I'm arriving at home and I haven't eaten anything all day. And that is not okay to do that. Yes. No matter what the reason is mm -hmm. that I, I have failed to prioritize the feeding of my own um, vehicle, right? I put yeah. gas into myself and that's not okay. And how often do we need to pee? And we say, Oh, I'll just finish this, mm -hmm. you know, just, just this little bit more mm -hmm. um, before I do, before I do that. And I'm put, so I'm putting off, my own needs. And if I do that to myself, then, then what am I, what am I doing? What am I setting up as expectations for what other people are going to do? What am I showing them are my expectations. And, and I think with COVID where there's a, we, I was talking to someone about this last night, that there's a, that we have this space now where 
where we are confined to home. Now we can fill that time with being busy and, and fulfilling all of our obligations. And, but we could also take some of that time at least to sit down and, and, and look inside ourselves and say, what are the things that I never get to because I don't have enough time? Because right now, although I'm confined to home, I have the grace of time. But what would I like to do with that time? Mm. Maybe I want to sit like I did today and read a novel in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> it was, it felt decadent. That's the, rebe- that's the rebellion, right? <laughs> yeah. And I thought, what, who says that that can't happen until nine o'clock at night? Yeah. Who says? <laughs> no. And, and I think that these pauses, if we, if we really take advantage of them, they're allowing us to reprioritize and to, um, to, get, to get joggled out of our regular routine, to, to discover what else could be possible. And I, I like that idea. I I'm, love that too. I'm trying to embrace it more. And, and especially when I find myself making lists and ticking things off and, and recording things in my day timer as I've, I look what I've done, look what I've done today. You know, I may have, we may be dealing with COVID, but look how much I've accomplished. And I think, why, why do I have to do that? Right. Oh, and I'm still feeling like I'm always playing catch up, which I feel no matter what's happening in the world around me. But yeah. and that, and then then it really makes us realize that I have time when I make time. Right. Yeah. 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 So what runs my life? So what's our next song? Our next song is I'm Still Standing by Elton John. And <laughs> I just from the first few bars, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, this is so what we need to play. The energy of this song. Again, going at it with this rebellious attitude of, you know what? Okay, here's what I've got. This is what I'm putting in the pot. I make no apologies for it. And guess what? I'm still standing. I'm still here. Or maybe I'm laying down, but I'm still here. Maybe I'm taking a shower laying down. I'm still here. Maybe I'm not even folding my laundry. I'm just throwing it into the right drawer, but I'm still here. Yeah. Sometimes just showing up is the accomplishment, right? It doesn't matter what shape you're in, you're there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's listen to I'm Still Standing by Elton John. We'll be back in a few more minutes. You can never know what it's like. Your blood like when a freezer just like ice. And there's a cold and lonely light that shines from you. You wind up like the wreck you hide behind that mask you use. And did you think this fool could never win? Well, look at me, I'm coming back again. I got a taste of love in a simple way. And if you need to know while I'm still standing, you just fade away. Don't you know I'm still standing better than I ever did? Looking like a true survivor, feeling like a little kid. Down the 
made were meant to cut me down And if my love was just a circus You'd be a clown by now No, I'm still standing Better than I ever did Looking like a true survivor Feeling like a little kid I'm still standing After all this time Looking like the Elton John with I'm Still Standing and he made me get up and stand. <laughs> I had to actually dance there at the end there. And it actually made me stop to think, when was the last time I danced? I have not stopped to enjoy myself that way in a very long time. Oh, we need a <laughs> dance party revolution. That too. And and I, I had never seen the video for that before. Ah. I mean, this was the soundtrack of my teenage years was Elton yeah. John and, and I hadn't seen the video and, and he's got all of these nearly naked guys in this <laughs> um, with body paint all over them. And, and I thought, wow, I mean, that was, that was really quite some statement at that time. Right. right? I he haven't seen it. Pushing now, the envelope. now I'm going to have to go and take a look at that, but yeah. uh, oh, you know what? That's, I did see, did you see the movie Rocket Man? No. So it's, it's, it's a biography. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe uh, a lot of it was quite true. I think it's really his story. And this song, I believe, is done. This song, I believe, is done after he has a um, reconnection with his father, but it doesn't go very well. And his childhood was miserable. And then he reconnects with his father. And that's a miserable experience as well. And it really is a sense of him owning his own self and no longer looking for permission or support or acknowledgement. It's like, you know what? Never mind. I'm still standing. You know what? I like where I am. I like where I'm heading. I am doing my thing. It doesn't mean it's not hard. I've been through some crap. I'm not exactly feeling other than the walking wounded, but I'm still here. And let's put on some glitter. <laughs> well, I was thinking that about how all of us at the at CGSF are, um, are showing up to do our shows right now. And and it's it, and it's not perfect and we're and we're digging shows out of the archives. 
um, way more of them than we would normally. Um, but, but they were good original shows to begin with. Um, but it, it wouldn't be our preference to show that many shows out of the archive. But that's what we can manage to do. And we still manage to come together and chat like this about things that are meaningful and, and I think COVID related and I hope are, are useful to all of you listeners out there. Um, but it's, it, it's, we're still standing, right? We're, we're, doing, we're doing what we can. And, and I really, I want to I shout out to everybody who's doing what they can and, and who is still standing right now. And even the people who are lying down and, and have to take a pause. I honor them for taking the pause, right? Yeah, it's, absolutely. Nobody can know but them that they need to take a break. And, and you're still you. There's still going to be another day. And you can run the dishwasher twice rather than making yourself scrub it if you need to take the long route. If that's the only route that you can find your way to do, break some rules, take the long route. Just, you know, that is really okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's eat an the cheese. Eat the cheese. I don't know who needed to hear that today, but eat the cheese. <laughs> yes, yes. Every once in a while, we we need a treat or we need to um, sleep in or we, or we need to, um, I, I used to take what I called mental health days when I worked in the corporate world, because um, if I was sick, I stayed home. My philosophy was um, I'm not going to give it to anybody else. Mm -hmm. I'll stay home. I'll look after myself. I'll get better faster, but I didn't take much time off. And you know, you get, you get this amount of time. But there's, but there's giving yourself permission to have a mental health day. Yeah. Um, and it's maybe sometimes we need that, especially in oh, COVID. Really we hard. need a mental health day. Sometimes we need to talk about these things with our friends too, because our friends yeah. can say these things to us. Say, honey, you need this. Please take it for yeah. yourself. In yeah. a way that we don't give ourselves permission to. We so need a dancing have... day in our pajamas. Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, man. Okay. I'm into that. Let's do that. <laughs> Essential Conversations Dancing PJ Party. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, aside from that coming up, Luca, is there anything else you want to tell our listeners about uh, that you? Well, to... I've got reading circles coming up. I'm, I'm uh, stomping, stomping on the head of or the tail of, of 2020 as we <laughs> see it out. Um, so I ran, I had three of them scheduled. I ran one today um, and that was, that was great. I mean, it, it just felt really good for, for the folks who showed up. So I have another one um, scheduled for next Thursday, which is the 26th of November and another one for the 18th of December. And then I do on the 19th of December, I do my year ahead 2021 channeling. Mm -hmm. And all that information is available on my website, website, which is power sorcerer com, which is S-O-U-R-C-E-R-E-R. -E -E and what have you got on the books? What? Oh, man, what do I? Oh, oh we've opened up a new <laughs> new thing. Oh, it's been a while since I've chatted about anything, I guess, on, this, on our show. Um, so we've yeah. opened up a not an Airbnb, not a hotel, but still a place where people were kind of actually looking at our fellow Vancouverites right now, who when you're finally ready to set a foot out of your house and you want a place to go to that's other than your home and you'd like to spend a special night, we have the Grand Ho Palais Hotel, asterisks, not a hotel, <laughs> <laughs> where we are building this um, 
place from the ground up around COVID protocols so that you can feel comfortable that this is not just a farmer establishment that's had some rules slapped on it. We've actually organized things so that the rooms are geared around best COVID practices, the latest science. We're paying attention to everything that comes out. We're tweaking it constantly. Mm -hmm. And we're actually doing it by a membership um, mm -hmm. instead of just by, you know, having random people come and book random nights. Uh, we'd like to invite people to join via membership. We'll make a profile for you. We'll know what kinds of teas you like, what kinds of things you want in your room. And you can come and spend a night, spend a couple nights, what have you. And actually, it's like you're, it's like you're home away from home, but it's a little super clean, classy home that you don't have <laughs> or that you always wanted to have. <laughs> Kept yeah. in the state. You can just walk in and be like, ah, oh, yes, my other home that is a little bit shishy. <laughs> And a change of scene. Sometimes we just need a change. Yeah, yeah. So that's the Grand Palais Hotel, asterisk, not a hotel. And uh, we're having fun with it. We're having fun with it. It's, it's the un-hotel. It's like the, the un <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So well, that's us today. Yeah. And until next time. I wonder what's around the corner. Essential Conversations is brought to you courtesy of Luca Halleck's Power Sorcerer. And Rebecca Mears, Certified Coach. Increase your awareness, expand your options, empower yourself. Luca can be reached at www.lucahalleck's.com. I light the fires that light a thousand more. Connect with Rebecca at catchingfire.ca. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, 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 Happy, 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 boing, 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 bo